Now, there were these statistics that were in the U.S., something like 90% of women didn't like their body when they did a polling. SubhanAllah, right? So every year, somebody's trying to get a bit fitter, um, a bit lighter, right? Lose some weight and just really, really work on these goals. But year after year, typically, we set them and then it's like, Want, want, we never quite reach them, right? So, alhamdulillah, today we have some help for you, some amazing tips from Amina from Amana Fitness. We did an open Thrive workshop, invited so many of you, and you loved it. And then the women who missed it were like, oh no, how can I get the replay? So, I put it here in the podcast for everyone to enjoy and benefit from. So, we're going to check it out now. But right before we do, don't forget to click all the links below. We have our free marriage class coming up. We have our free marriage challenge coming up. I don't want you guys to miss those because, you know, the time flies, comes up quickly. If you go into the show notes, click the links or DM me if you need more information. We're giving a ton of info out. I don't want you to miss it. All right, let's get into these amazing tips that are going to have 2021 looking better for us than last year, inshallah. Assalamualaikum ladies, so happy to have you here today. We are very excited for our long-awaited um, kind of fitness workshop. Now these workshops are typically done for only Thrive Muslim um, women, but we decided to have an open workshop where we invited everyone because we truly with the new year kind of new me thing wanted women to all get together and kind of feel like we were focusing on ourselves. We're going to take care of ourselves this year. We're going to make health a priority. And a lot of us have been struggling with a lot of emotional and mental um, things that we, like overwhelm and we know that so much of us feeling better really starts with our body and the way we approach health and wellness in our lives. So super excited to have you all here and super excited to have our guest, um, Amina from Amana Fitness. And uh, we're going to pretty much introduce her right away and let her just go into teaching us all uh, the really tricks and habits of like how we can actually be successful this year. I'm sure a ton of us have tried to be successful in the past. All of us as women we have like our experiences that we're going to share for sure. And let me just tell you before we get into all the tips for um, from Sister Amina, exactly what um, you can expect from today. So inshallah, um, we're going to introduce her to you and she's going to go right into um, the habits and different, you know, approaches that she has in the chat we have put a PDF, which is a download. So you can put it right in there. You're gonna go look in the chat right now. You're gonna see, please download the Amana Fitness PDF and follow along. If you don't see it for any reason, no worries. Just um, DM me or private message me and I'll make sure I resend it to you. But definitely if you scroll back, if you came on late, it should be in there and you should be able to see it. And if worst case scenario, I'll just post it again, all right? And definitely as we are going along, don't forget to leave your questions for Sister Amina. Maybe you don't have a question right now, but maybe as she is coming along and she is talking about a particular thing, it really strikes a chord with you and you have a question or a comment um, that you want to share. At the end of her teaching us, uh, we're going to go into a Q&A and you'll be able to um, pretty much, you know, ask, ask as many questions as we can cover within the time allotted. All right. So I'll show you really quick um, and then I'm going to invite on Sister Mina. Um, I just want to show you what the PDF looks like so you can follow along and you make sure you have the right one and everything's good. So let's just if you haven't already clicked the links you could download and have that one right there and then i'll open mine 
so I can show you. So as you can see here, um, the topic of today is how to stick to your New Year's resolutions. And um, Amana Fitness is run by Amina Khan. That's why she's here with us today. And the big problem that we're we're tending to have is that motivation doesn't stick and she's going to go through all of that and her stick method for us and then as well she's going to go into her afia formula and how to focus on um you know exactly what we need to focus on and then she's going to share with you how you can get into her workouts and all of the good stuff that she has for the upcoming year so um let me just take it away and give it to sister um, Amina. Uh, sister Amina you do so many things for the community we're excited to have you here Probably like everyone here has seen your videos and everything um, out on YouTube and you have fitness guides and you're constantly on IG, just like motivating women. You have such high energy, such an inspiration to all of us. Um, I just wanted you to just come on and just tell us a little bit of who you are, what you do and kind of like your motivation for helping women. All right, Jazakallah Khair, thank you so much. You know, it's an amazing discussion for us to have. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful that we can have these discussions. Um, and, you know, specifically when it comes to thinking about New Year goals, that's a very, I guess, triggering topic for me because for so much of my weight of my life, I was overweight. I struggled with my health and I was in that cycle that every year I would set those same goals. This is the year I'm going to lose weight. And then, you know, I'd get motivated for a little bit, then get discouraged. And then a couple months later, I was back into my old unhealthy habits and just struggling with that year after year. So for me, I really weight loss was something that I always struggled with. And um, getting into fitness and falling in love with fitness was a really big turning point in my life. Um, you know, when I really started to discover the love of strength and fitness, um, that just changed everything for me and, and led to me wanting to share it with other Muslim sisters. So um, that's where we're here today. My goal is to really help empower Muslim women to start exercising at home in a really simple way and really discover that exercise is not something we do because we hate our bodies. It's something we do because we respect our bodies and is absolutely a part of being a productive, mindful Muslim. So um, that's what we're going to chat about today, inshallah. Um, and definitely uh, make sure to grab the PDF so that you're following along. Um, as we go through, we're going to be talking about the stick method for making habits stick with you, um, because really, I think that so many of us are a little bit uh, frustrated or a little bit over the whole setting New Year's resolutions thing that never happens. I think that a lot of us here, especially in 2021, we are ready to move past those superficial goal setting and kind of just make habits that actually are something that we're able to stick to long term that have a big impact on our energy and on our health, inshallah. So um, that's where we're at. And um, I'll, I'll be looking into the chat as well. So feel free to kind of like uh, chat back with me. Let me know questions as they're, as they're coming in so we can have this um, great discussion, inshallah. Um, all right. So basically, I want to jump in and talk about the big problem that most of us are experiencing around this time of year. And that is definitely that motivation doesn't stick. Right. I think we've all had these experiences where we make these big goals. It gets us excited. This is the year I'm going to lose weight. This is the year I'm going to start exercising. This is the year that I'm going to, whatever it is, these goals that we always have. And typically, what happens? 
I mean, so many studies have shown that New Year's resolutions, really that motivation lasts for a very short period of time. And within a few weeks, maybe within a few months, the gyms are empty again. Um, those amazing goals that many of us have, we start slipping with them, life gets busy, and we find ourselves, what do we find ourselves doing? We find ourselves reverting back to the habits that we are so used to doing. So immediately right off the bat, I want you to just start connecting with the fact that habits are so critical because again, no matter what type of big goals that we're setting, when life gets busy, what are we falling back onto? We're falling back to our well-practiced habits that basically have defined us and that will continue to define us. And the good news is, is that we can definitely start changing those habits. We can start shifting those habits, but it has to be with a different mindset than a person who starts off the year saying, I, mean, I have these big goals that I'm going to achieve this year. I really want us to start thinking about instead of just these big lofty goals that we struggle with and push ourselves and have so much resistance with achieving, we want to think about working towards creating habits that stick. So I'd like to share with you the Amana Fitness Stick Method to think about habits in a different way. So um, I would love to know, maybe in the chat, you ladies can share, what are some either goals or habits that you are thinking about incorporating or that you'd like to incorporate this year? I would love to kind of know what, what you ladies are thinking of. So I know that right now, some common habits that people are thinking of is, okay, I want to start exercising regularly. Maybe I want to start eating healthier. And um, I think that right now is a great opportunity to start that brainstorming process. I, I think that I do really like that around this time of year, we have a little bit of a reflective attitude and we're, you know, we start thinking about, okay, how have I been basically operating the past several months and are there any changes I want to make? So this, that's a great time to take advantage of that reflective nature of the beginning of the year and just kind of start, start thinking about what are those things that we want to accomplish. But again, thinking about how we can move towards establishing habits, we want to start off with the S of stick and that is set intentions. We want to fuel your journey with a baraka filled intention. So we're going to take it right back to the foundations because the truth is that New Year's goals, they're often built upon shaky foundations, right? So we again, we have these same goals that we've been making year after year. We're struggling, fighting with them. And the truth is that we need to do things differently to get a different outcome. So that's where setting intentions comes into because essentially we know that as Muslim women in particular, we need to connect every significant, every behavior that we do in this life, we need to connect it with our higher purpose of pleasing Allah and fulfilling our mission in this world. And not only from an Islamic perspective, but from a psychology perspective, we need to stop making these shallow goals because when life gets crazy, when things get busy, when you know, you're know you deep in the trenches taking care of your kids and, and your house and you got work and all of this stuff, when all of this is going on, your brain is going to prioritize completing the action items that are linked towards your greater purpose, that are linked towards what's actually important in your life. And so the challenge is that a lot of these goals that we set of exercising more, of getting out of the house, of eating healthier, 
they we say them so often that it becomes a little bit shallow it becomes just another number on your to-do list another item that we have to get done but it's not deeply linked to our to to that bigger purpose that bigger connection with our desire to live life as a mindful muslima so this is where we want to really start with intentions first and so just reflecting on the fact that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that verily your body has a right over you and he also said sallallahu alaihi wasallam that two blessings are often overlooked by mankind good health and free time starting to reflect upon the wisdom behind these prophetic narrations starts to indicate to us that our health is actually a profound has a profound connection with being a muslima with being and living our greatest purpose so right off of the bat here i want everyone to kind of take a little bit of time to actually brainstorm how this how this habit that you want to accomplish i want you to actually connect with how this habit will profoundly impact every single role that you are serving in this life and i am 100% serious about this this habit will profoundly impact you in every single role that you are serving in your life so when we're thinking about our role as a muslim woman we're thinking about becoming a person of benefit to others because allah loves those who make things easier for his servants so we're thinking about okay we need to have the confidence so we're able to have our biggest impact in the world we need to have the energy so we can get things done that are driving the way that we wish to serve in this world when we're thinking about our role as a worshipper we're thinking about okay we know that we need to respect our body because our body has a right over you so you know there's an aspect of getting rewarded for re- really respecting that right and there's also this aspect of you know thinking of treating our body and and taking care of our body as a form of ibadah having the energy to continue to perform all of the ritual acts in our deen i mean when you think about the five pillars performing hajj performing uh, or, or even performing umrah or performing salah there's so much physicality in these actions and we know that having a strong body is going to allow us to continue performing them long term like we all want to be that person who at age 90 inshallah is praying standing up instead of praying sitting in a chair so connecting with that about how seriously that you being healthy you exercising is a form of you by the one done with that intention of allowing you to fulfill that purpose and also in your role as a mom um you know for definitely one of the biggest things that that we that i hear so much for is women who come to me and say that i don't have energy to chase around my kids i'm so tired all the time my kids want me to be with them and i'm just exhausted so so taking that time to prioritize health and fitness will absolutely 100% make you a better mom it'll make you the you know allow you to have that energy to be the mom that you want to be with your kids um in terms of work life again it it comes back down again to energy it'll allow you to not only have the energy to get through work days but also have that bigger that creative thinking to allow you to be a better problem solver there's so much research that shows that exercise is one of the best ways that we can induce creativity and reduce and reduce stress so that you're more productive so obviously that has a profound impact as well so really what i'm hoping to highlight here is that exercise physical health 
healthy eating, it, again, it has a profound impact on every role you hope to serve in this life. And in order to increase the importance that we give on these goals, we have to really connect with those intentions. So I want us to take that time to do that little bit of brainstorming and every role that you are serving in your life, think about and brainstorm and get really, really clear on how being a healthier person will make you able to be better in that role. I want you to get clear on that. I want you to really come at that pen, pen to paper so we can get clear on that and then make that your intention. Make those your big intentions, which is why you want to embark on this fitness journey because that is how we make this not just another shallow goal, not just I want to, I want to, you know, kind of uh, say I want to exercise because everyone is doing it because it's the popular thing to do at New Year's. No, we need to make this connected with our larger purpose, inshallah. So setting those intentions is always that first step. And I think this is one of the areas where, um, you know, the mainstream fitness industry does a bit of a disservice to us here because so often you'll hear that these motivations are, are getting fit, um, are going to be, you know, the bikini body, are going to be really superficial and shallow. And again, when life gets busy, when your to-do list is miles long, we're going to be focusing on the things that are connecting with our greater purpose. So set those intentions that really matter. That is how we really connect with and, and, and have that enhanced motivation just right off the bat to realize that, okay, this is, this is beyond just, you know, something on my to-do list. This is something that really is as important as the person that I am serving in every capacity in my life. So we're thinking about our intentions. So uh, the next step in kind of thinking about habits that stick is the T of stick, and that is target. What are we focusing on? What are we targeting when we are creating these goals, these habits? And too often when it comes to New Year's resolutions, it's all about the outcome, right? When we think, and, and, and honestly, that is a, a challenge when it comes to the process of goal setting that so many of us do as well. When we say, okay, what is your New Year's goal? For many of us, we're going to say something like, okay, I want to lose, I want to lose weight. Or maybe a bit more specific, I want to lose 20 pounds or, um, you know, something that is really outcome focused. But I want to change the target here. I want to shift our focus to the behaviors that will allow you to get closer to that goal. And this is a very significant shift because it completely changes your markers of success. It changes how you view yourself on this journey when we focus on behaviors and literally make the behaviors that will allow us to get to that outcome, the game changes. The way that you think about really being successful will completely change. And so here's an example. I want to lose weight being a goal. That's not helpful I, because you cannot you know, be in a state of, of just, okay, I know that I'm losing weight right now. There's so much that's outside out of our control with that. It's a long and slow process. So that doesn't actually tell you what you need to do every day to actually get there. It doesn't give you an action plan. Just saying, I want to lose weight. We want to go deeper. Not only that, it, creating you know something that's purely outcome-based, like saying something, I want to lose weight, it can create stress if we don't see visible progress towards that goal. And again, it overemphasizes that result when in fact that the behavioral journey to get to the result is just as, if not more important. So research shows, for example, that once a person starts exercising, 
you are already going to be reducing your risk of disease. You're already going to be getting healthier. You are immediately going to start feeling the energy boosting effects right from the moment that you start exercising. And you're going to see those benefits profoundly impacting your body long before you reach this goal of losing weight. So you are already going to see the benefits from the behavioral side of things. However, I have seen far too often where women who are doing so good with their workouts, they're getting it done. They're being consistent. And in a month, they've quit exercising. Why? Because they haven't seen the scale move yet. And that is a complete result of having an outcome focus. So we need to shift it that the goal is literally the behavior. And if you're doing the behavior, you are successful in your goal. So I want us to think about what is the behavior that you are going to commit to that is, that is part of reaching that ultimate objective that you have when it comes to your health. So when we, for example, we have this big intention that we want to become a healthier person so we can you know, really serve as a more energetic Muslim in our life. Then we think, okay, I know that maybe my doctor has recommended to me that I need to lose some weight so I can be within the healthy range for my body type. Okay, that I know is kind of an outcome I want to be focusing on. Now we're going to take it a step further. What is a behavior that I know is going to be getting me closer to that? Exercising regularly, consistently on a daily basis. So that's the goal. That's the behavior that I'm going to zone in on and I'm going to really commit to making that happen. And again, connecting that with the bigger intention. So that is super, super helpful. That goal, that consistency is going to be your new beacon. You know, we're really going to put aside that bigger outcome objective because I know it can create a lot of stress and we're just going to focus on that behavior. That's super helpful. So take some time to jot down what are some of those behaviors? And again, we're actually going to go through some potential behaviors that you could um, focus on uh, to give you some ideas. But I just want you to start brainstorming now. What are some of those potential behaviors that would be helpful for you in moving towards this habit? All right. So we got the intentions. We got the set intentions. We got target. The next, the eye, the eye of stick is to think of your identity. So when it comes to, um, you know, creating these goals, a lot of times we put the goal really, really, really far away, right? So we see ourselves as the, start, as the starting point. And I can speak from my personal experience as someone who struggled with her weight for my whole life. So when I was, you know, really struggling with this, I would see myself as someone who was lazy, unmotivated, not exercising regularly. And then on the other side of this huge chasm, this huge cliff, I would see someone who's fit, who's energetic, who's exercising. And there would be this, these, these were, we were two different people. So I really disassociated myself from the identity of someone who was exercising. And I think that that is that state that a lot of us are in right now. And when we do kind of just a word sweep in terms of the way in which we are painting our current identity, I think we'll find a lot of times that people are saying, I'm lazy. I don't exercise. I can never exercise regularly. I struggle with being healthy. I'm super not motivated. These are the ways where we commonly find ourselves describing ourselves when we're at this beginning part of the journey. And I definitely was there myself. And that is how I viewed myself. And the challenge is that we don't realize that those types of words, that self-talk, that messaging is literally reinforcing an identity. So at that, when I was overweight, I didn't realize that every single time I would say, oh, I feel so lazy. I'm so lazy. I struggle with this so much that I was reinforcing my identity of being a lazy person. And in my mind, a lazy person doesn't exercise every day. 
And so I was just reinforcing that negative cycle of never making the habit stick. So identity is one of the most profound impacts that you can have in shifting how you view yourself. So stop calling yourself lazy. Stop making these overarching generalizations about yourself based on a past history of behavior that you've done that doesn't even make sense. Like we call ourselves lazy just because we haven't yet implemented a habit of exercise yet. That's not sufficient evidence that you're lazy. That just shows that we haven't yet started exercising. So we really need to do a little bit of a sweep, a swab. How are the ways in which we're describing ourselves now? Because those are identity statements. Look for words in which you're saying, I am X. That's why I can't do Y. So I am lazy. That's why I can't exercise. So think about those identity words that we're saying. And I want us to actually start with that identity piece first. So if I think, and when I was over, you know, really thinking forward, if I'm thinking of somebody who's maybe lost weight, who's exercising regularly, what identity is that person having? If I can think forward to that. And that is the identity that I want to adopt. And so I love saying, for example, that for Muslim women, we need to adopt the identity of a serious home athlete because a serious home athlete is going to be super consistent with their daily workouts. They're going to hold themselves to a higher standard. They're not going to let those excuses or kind of things that happen day to day bog them down. They're going to find a solution and make it happen. So the, the transformation that happens right off the bat when you go from calling yourself lazy to saying, I am becoming a serious home athlete, it's a very profound transformation that will affect your behavior day to day. So do that little mental check-in. What are the current identities that you are taking on? It's like a jacket. It's a shirt that you're putting on every single day when we choose to describe ourselves in ways like lazy. So we're going to shift away from that. Um, other identities that you can say is that I'm, I'm becoming a person who always prioritizes my health and fitness because I know it's important. That's an identity. And the identity of somebody who, who says that and the behaviors they're going to be doing is very, very different than somebody who says, I'm really struggling. And, you know, I try so many diets. I'm a cereal dieter. The identity makes a big difference. Um, so I really want us to start thinking and do that mental sweep. How do we describe ourselves? How do we want to describe ourselves? And if you think forward as somebody who has accomplished the habit that you're aiming to, to put into your life, how would they describe themselves? So I think we should all aim to say and, and to really have that, 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 uh, that mentioning about ourselves that I'm aiming to become a serious home athlete. And I know that that is a really big statement. Like when I was overweight, struggling with exercise, couldn't run for more than five minutes, for me to say I'm becoming a serious home athlete, I would have laughed at myself. I would say, yeah, right, of course you are not. But that's that level that you have to, re to really be able to move into to be able to make these goals happen. Right. So, and really having that, and, and, and it, it's a process of also developing that self-trust in realizing that this is what I'm working towards. Um, and so I think in saying that also, it, it brings towards the surface, a lot of the fear of failure that we have, because if I had said that at that point, when I was overweight, 
I'm becoming a serious home athlete. Then every time I choose not to exercise, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, wow, I'm, 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 I'm still not able to do this, but that is where we have that aspect of becoming, I'm becoming a serious home athlete. And the more I bring that salient to myself, the more I can ask myself, okay, what would a serious home athlete do in this situation? Would they sit on the couch? Would they make excuses or would they make that problem solving mindset happen? So thinking about the identity and using that and start using that to describe yourself, even before you start making a change, that's going to make a big difference. Um, and really letting go to some of that, that toxic identity that we, we have just internalized. Um, and, you know, for, for far too long, I believed and truly believed that I was lazy and that, that really held me back. And so I want to kind of help us move past that, move past that, that type of thinking. Um, so we can kind of release some of that toxicity in terms of how we're describing ourselves, inshallah. All right. So we got our intention set. We're thinking about what we're focusing on. We're focusing on our behaviors. We're setting our identity, which is somebody who is making that happen on a daily basis. And so the next step of the stick method is the C. And the C stands for change. And specifically, I want us to focus on the smallest daily manageable change that you can make that will get you closer to becoming that person of identity. The smallest possible daily change. I don't want these huge, massive goals that feel so impossible. I want to make it the smallest daily change, whether that is exercising for five minutes of movement a day. I commit to, to moving my body for five minutes a day. Small, manageable change. And that means it's more likely to happen. Whether that's saying, okay, I'm going to drink two liters of water a day. Small, manageable change. I'm going to commit to 8,000 steps a day. Small, it's, it's, it's a manageable change. So thinking about what is the absolute smallest, the smallest type of change that you can make, because we want to avoid these huge big goals that just end up fizzling out anyway. We want to make small, manageable changes. So to get you kind of uh, brainstorming in terms of what are those types of changes, um, I want to share with you here at this point, the AFIA formula. So the AFIA formula is um, a a way to understand the multifactorial nature of our health. So when we're thinking, and I think that this is a really great way that I love cutting down the overwhelm that a lot of us think about when we're thinking, okay, what should my, what should I focus on when it comes to our health? So essentially we know that there's so many behaviors that you could potentially pick that do have a big impact on your health. And that can often lead to a lot of overwhelm. So using the AFIA formula, we want to break down what are the major components of your health and fitness. And we want to think about picking maybe one or just two of these areas that you're going to start focusing first. And specifically, I want to ask you to focus on the smallest, easiest, most manageable change of, this, of, the, of the AFIA formula that feels like, okay, I'm pretty close to doing that. I could start with that easily. So... In the AFIA formula, we break down your physical health into three areas. So the first is your fitness, second is your nutrition, and the third is your rest. Of course, there's other aspects of health and fitness, right? There's your hormonal profile, there's your medical history, but I'm specifically breaking it down into three aspects that we have a lot of control over, which is a great place to start when we're thinking about setting habits. So these three aspects can all break down further into two subcomponents. So when we think about fitness, again, a lot of people say, I want to get fit. Let's break it down. Fitness can be broken into 
your daily movement, your steps every day, you the level of kind of just generalized movement that you're having throughout the day. And it can also be broken down into exercise, actual volitional exercise that you are spending that time getting your heart rate high. So these are these two components of fitness and thinking about, do I want to make one of those an easy, manageable change that I could implement? The second component of the Alpha formula is your nutrition. And again, a lot of times we'll say a big statement like, I want to eat healthier, but we can break that down. We can focus on what are we eating, the quality of the foods, or we can focus on how we're eating. We can focus on the quantity of foods, how much are we eating, how processed is our foods, the attention with which we eat our food, the concentration, that gratitude around it. What we eat and how to eat are those two components of our healthy eating. And the last one is rest, which often gets overlooked when we're thinking about changes to our health. But rest is, again, this is your body's recuperation time to really allow yourself to heal and recover and get healthier and stronger. And that we can break it down into managing your sleep and your rest every day, your quality of sleep, your quantity of sleep. We can also break it down to managing your stress because obviously that has a really big impact on your health as well. How do you deal with your stress? Reducing sources of stressors, learning better ways to cope with stressors as well. So we're, that's how we're breaking down the your formula. Your fitness, nutrition, and your rest can be broken down to do your daily movement, your daily exercise, what you're eating on a daily basis, how you're eating, your sleep, and your stress. So we have six potential areas that we can make a big impact on your health. And again, I want to just compare this to somebody who's looking at these six areas and saying, okay, I feel like right now I want to work on getting my sleep better because I've been sleeping really poorly this year. And I also want to focus on exercising a little bit every day. This is a very, and, and making these small little goals around these areas so much more manageable, so much more realistic than somebody who just says, I want to lose weight. So we're breaking it down. We're making it real. We're thinking about these little changes that can have a huge impact on your life. So those are those small little changes. Pick one of the six Afia uh, formula areas and think about what is one small, tiny change that you could do to make one little step to improve in one of these areas. And definitely, for example, when it comes to exercise, that's why I'm such a huge believer of five-minute workouts. That's why I have created so many five-minute workouts so that you can really see that a small little baby step can make such a huge impact. So definitely, if you haven't already, check out my five-minute workouts. Would love to share them with you. And again, think about the smallest possible step that you can make. When it's exercise, maybe it's five minutes. When it's daily movement, maybe it's increasing your steps by just 100 or 200 by every day until you, know, you get to a bigger step goal. Um, when it comes to healthy eating, Again, breaking it down. Healthy eating can be so overwhelming, but breaking it down. What you're eating. Can I maybe shift to more nutritionally dense foods in the day? Um, can I uh, you know, maybe want to reduce my sugar? Can I um, you know, really shift towards maybe I'm going to have more brown breads or brown rice instead of white, whites only? Can I um, you know, really, be think, really think about those smallest minimal changes that would actually improve what you're eating? Can I um, you know, maybe cut out processed foods? Can I aim to have more vegetables in my diet? Super small changes what we're eating, thinking about those small changes. Or maybe you're thinking about how we're eating. Can I think about portion controlling my food a little bit better? I, I hear this a lot that a lot of women say that, okay, I'm cooking at home. 
but I just eat a really big portion. So that maybe you're going to say, okay, I'm going to make a goal for um, my small baby change in terms of my, my healthy eating and how I'm eating. I'm going to put half of my plate of veggies, which is going to naturally act as some portion control. I'm going to use my hand to, to, to compare my hand with the amount of, of, um, of uh, protein or carbs that I'm having. So I'm getting this natural portion control in here. Small little baby changes are so much more likely to make that change happen and, and not be something that, okay, I'm on a diet now and then I'm going to be off it in a week making those small baby changes or maybe you're thinking about your sleep okay I want I, I, I want to improve my sleep this year so I'm thinking about maybe I'm going to set an alarm for my bedtime so I know that I'm going to be able to get that eight hours before I actually have to wake up it's a really small change setting an alarm but it's going to have this carryover effect that you're going to notice a big difference in your sleep or maybe okay I want to improve the quality of my sleep I'm really not restful when I wake up so I'm going to get an eye mask and see that I'm going to actually be sleeping better because my melatonin is being produced better when I am not having blinking lights flashing in my face. Another really small baby step that we could take to improve your sleep. Or we're thinking about our stress, right? So a baby small step would be, I am going to take a course on stress management. I am going to perhaps even use one of the other steps. I'm going to use exercise as a helpful way to manage my stress on a daily basis. Whenever I feel stressed, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go for a run. Small little baby changes that, again, it, it makes the change that we want to make so much more concrete and gives us something super small to focus on. So I would love for you to look at the AFIA formula, think about the six areas, and pick one or two that you're going to make a tiny baby step on improving. And that's the goal. That is that, the, the big goal that, you, that you're going to have, right? We're going to free ourselves from the stress that surrounds these huge goals of I'm going to lose weight this year, and we're going to break it down. What is, this, what is one tiny baby step you could do in one or two of these areas of the AFIA formula to make that small manageable change? So we got our intention set. We've, we know what we're focusing on, our target. We're setting our identity. We're focusing on small manageable changes. And the last bit, the last bit of the stick uh, goal, uh, stick habit um, formula is to keep going and to empower us ourselves with tools that allow us to keep going beyond what we usually find are these common barriers. So when it comes to keep going with your goals, with your, with your healthy, um, you know, kind of resolutions or these healthy habits you want to, to achieve, what are these, what are the typical barriers that cause us to fall off track, right? Barriers are, are a big thing. Brainstorm what are the ways in which you've kind of felt off your game in previous and what's thrown you off previously. The more you can be a proactive problem solver in advance, the more likely you are to keep consistent with these habits. So I want you to think about, okay, what were some of the, what are some of the most common reasons that trip me up from exercising. Maybe it's your kids are, are driving you crazy one day. Is it possible to exercise with them? Um, you know, maybe it's your schedule that gets crazy. Can you have like a few times in the day that you know are potential exercise hotspots that are options for you to exercise so that you don't have to go through every day. Okay, should I exercise now or later? You have some, you have a fixed plan that, okay, I know I have maybe in the morning or maybe at lunch or maybe in the evening. So you're going through identifying common barriers that you've struggled with and really thinking about, okay, how can I, um, how can I address those? 
if you're feeling hot and sweaty and you don't like that feeling to, you know, being, being a barrier, can I plan on working out outside? If there's a nice breeze, can I boost the AC? Can I get better workout clothes that are going to help me feel more breathable and confident in my workouts? So many things, be always anything that, that you think about makes exercise a drag, makes healthy eating feel like it stinks. Think about that as a, as a barrier. And then we want to think of some creative problem solving. So we're thinking about those, uh, those, those barriers, trying to do some problem solving with them. And then um, another thing that's super helpful with, uh, with, with keeping going is to create these checkpoints to keep coming in and revising your plan. So we want to set up you know, these checkpoints that, uh, that we're maybe we're thinking coming back to your health and fitness um, plan on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. Too often we find that a, a lot of women will tell me, okay, I was exercising and then I fell off for like two months. So how can we make it that we don't have these long gap periods in which we allow our health and fitness to just get thrown to the wayside? So reviewing what you've been doing um, and just trying to keep that health and fitness top of mind is super helpful. Even if you don't work out one day, it's not, even if you don't make these goals happen on a daily basis, the fact that you're thinking about being a healthier person, making dua on a regular basis for your health can also have a big impact in terms of making this something that is top of mind. So we don't have these periods where we just throw it to the side and, and, and ignore it. Right. So making those, um, you know, making, making regular, uh, checkpoints to revise, making frequent dua about it, um, there's a beautiful dua um, in the morning and evening duas in the in the prophetic narrations where we ask Allah for afia in our body. And it's such a beautiful dua. And, you know, if you have a goal, maybe making more dua this year, um, you know, looking into the morning duas, because this beautiful dua that we're meant to make every morning is to asking Allah for afia in our, bo- in our, in our bodies. When we're making that dua, obviously that's going to promote us to push us to want to make, take that action as well on a daily basis. So making regular dua, making regular checkpoints. And the last and final thing I want to say about this is so helpful is to revise your markers of success to keep you going. So when it comes to your success in terms of your fitness or your weight loss, so many times we attach everything to the scale. So we're always saying, okay, I, I'm struggling so much and, and I'm not seeing my weight loss happening. And then if, we, if you had been consistent with your exercise, there's so many other amazing things that happen way before you start losing weight, but we devalue them because our only marker of success is the scale. So think about how, I, I always love saying, think about how your body looks, feels, and functions to allow you to expand your definition of success. So we want to think about how your body is functioning. How are your energy levels when you are doing the healthy habits that you want to commit to? You know that your energy is so much higher at that point, right? So your body is functioning better. How is your strength on a daily basis? And again, connecting back with those intentions that we set earlier, how is your strength on a daily basis? How are you able to move more, chase your kids more, perform better at work? Those are benchmarks of success. In my workouts, we love to, um, you know, do plank time measurements. So we literally are seeing your core time getting longer and stronger. Those are amazing measurements of success. So we're thinking about how our body feels, how our body functions, how your body looks. Measurements are really helpful here as well to actually um, connect with how your body changes as we start exercising. So often I'll see women who are starting to exercise and their clothing size is changing or their measurements are changing, but the 
the scale still has not moved. And so they'll get frustrated when massive change is happening in their body because that's what happens when you start exercising. So shifting the markers of success, thinking about, okay, what are the other ways in which I can gauge my success on this journey other than the scale? We're thinking about the behaviors, think about the markers of success and connecting with those is gonna make such a big difference. So that's the stick formula. That's how we wanna stick to our goals. And the biggest, the biggest takeaway I want you to have is that we need to connect with behaviors, with the habits that are actually gonna make us feel better. And we need to lose some of these, these pushed on stigmatized goals, like I'm gonna lose weight or I'm gonna do that. We wanna focus, what's the actual action step that's going to make a difference in our life? Focus on that. And that's kind of what I wanna share with you guys. I um, wanna end off with a hadith that, that, that we know that the deeds that are most beloved to Allah are those that are most consistent. So focusing on that, thinking about, um, you know, those, those actions that we can do that are super small, super consistent, but that add up to make a big change, inshallah, to make us closer to being the mindful Muslimas that we all aim to be, inshallah, jazakallah khair. Um, and I would love to kind of tap into some questions and see what, see the thoughts. Absolutely. Jazakumallahu khairan, uh, sister, for bringing all of that information to us. I think this has just been invaluable. And if you guys haven't already, um, some of you guys came on late. I was trying to like re-put it up. I'll put up the PDF one more time because the sister did share a beautiful PDF where she has her stick method and her afia formula. So I'm going to put it right back in there. But I see some women are asking questions. Um, yeah, I will definitely. Some women are asking about the link. I'm going to put the link for the PDF again. If you came on late, we're going to... Um, put this up and broadcast this again on our podcast. Um, if you want to see um, how to get access to the podcast and all the other stuff we do, I put the link in there. It's www.mindful-muslimah.com. Um, in the PDF, also at the bottom, Sister um, Amina has the link to her five-minute workouts and all that great stuff because she mentioned about consistency and these small steps. And that is um, obviously an excellent way to start. So I will put the PDF again while you guys are doing questions, but I do have a couple from the sisters that they sent me privately sister. And then inshallah, isn't that anybody else just keep sending them in right now? Cause we are in the Q and a portion for about the next 10 minutes or so. Okay. So, um, one, um, question once, well, I'll, I'll read the one that just came up and then I'll go back. One sister said, I'm scared to work out because I have back problems. You know, it's funny in another mm. workout, um, um, workshop that I did, another sister had the same question. So I love that we're bringing up like these real things that Great. we're going through. She said, I'm scared yep. if my form is incorrect. Oops, in there. Oh, someone mm. just brought his in. And uh, when doing the exercises and I have no one to check my form, this has made me stop exercising. What can mm. I do in this situation? Great question. Yeah, that's a great one. And one of the things that I just want to mention up uh, up at the front, because um, I work with a lot of Muslim women who have knee pain, back pain. And so there's a little bit of fear, pain, anxiety surrounding working out. And the thing that I just need to preface this is that, so when you have an area of pain in your body, strengthening the muscles surrounding that area of pain, allow your body to reinforce and to actually move through life without pain. So if I have a bad back or a bad knee, when I strengthen the muscles surrounding the knee, which would be your quad muscles, your, uh, your leg muscles, or when I strengthen the core in front of the back that actually supports your back muscles, what happens there is that I am supporting those muscles 
that area of my body and allowing myself to, again, move through life without pain. That is why you find exercising is very helpful to deal with back pain, knee pain, because you're strengthening the supporting muscles that are really needed to, to, so that you're not putting all this bad pressure on your poor knees and your poor back. You've got muscles to really support you um, in daily, daily action. So thinking about the fact that exercise is absolutely critical um, to help deal with pain. The challenge is that we don't want to aggravate existing pain that you already have. So for example, if you have back pain, it's true. A lot of online workouts will not be suitable because they're super high impact and they're not friendly to your existing back pain. So this is where it is very helpful to have a fitness coach to help you navigate those changes. Um, I like for me personally, I have a bootcamp program where we go through modifications for women who have the knee pain, who have the back pain. So we're able to give you workouts that actually match the current struggles that you have. So that's where, you know, that, that is where really having a fitness coach is super helpful because it's true when you're just following along a workout, you don't know if that workout is actually suitable for you. So I would definitely um, say that definitely connect with me. You can message me on Instagram. Um, I would say get on the waiting list for my bootcamp. If you know, if you want to really um, have a program that meets you where you're at, helps you with your form and gives you that kind of um, that, that coaching in a way that fits your, fits your schedule as well. So that's where that's, that's, That's the reason why, you know, you got to have a fitness coach. <laughs> yeah. Alhamdulillah. Jazakallah khair. And um, I love that we're encouraging women. Like, obviously, if you have like a certain medical condition, you have to like check with a professional and make sure that you're not going to do anything to injure yourself. But at the same Absolutely. time, we don't also want that to hinder us and be like the waswas in our ear of like, why never to work out? And you know, it's yes. funny. I have a, um, a, like a, a, an ankle problem that sometimes goes into my back if I don't do proper stretching and yada, mm. yada. And like you said, Even if I just strengthen the muscles around that area, it really yes. does help with that actual injury. And then also like I, as far as like, sometimes if things are inflamed and inflammation, I mm -hmm. make sure that I'm eating the proper foods that will keep everything like, not inflamed and all that other great stuff. And obviously yeah. having someone to walk you through all those things and be at your side with all your questions as a coach is also pretty amazing and um, great that we have you here. Um, I have a sister that asked a question regarding, um, children she'll let me do this one first she said i consider myself lazy the vocabulary mm -hmm. right but thanks for today's meet i want to change that alhamdulillah you mentioned alhamdulillah. earlier about um to move past along laziness you don't mind me asking how do you pass past that okay let me see how she wrote this move how you move past long that lazy self mm. that you felt before like how do you just get past yeah. that person That's a great question. And definitely, I really connect with that because, you know, for me, again, like I was always someone who had said that I was, I'm lazy, I can't do this. And so for me, it goes back to that intention setting because when I got to a point that I was so deeply frustrated with being this lethargic, you know, low energy person day to day, I basically reached the point where I, I was forced to figure out How, what is the identity that I need to adopt to change this about myself? And so going back to those intentions and really connecting deeply with what are all of the, the ways in which exercise is going to impact my, impact my life, eventually that frustration built up to the point where I was like, I can't be lazy anymore. I, I feel awful. I hate this. And so I think that really reconnecting with that is important. And it's one of those, it's, it's one of those interesting things because, um, you know, when it comes to, to self-care, 
especially now we're always thinking about, okay, there's so, you know, you have to do stuff that makes you feel great. But sometimes we, we need to connect with the areas in our life in which we're, in which we're, we're struggling so that we can look towards a better outcome to, you know, kind of really, um, really brainstorm that and, and, and push ourselves. So I think in, in that sense, for me, it was a buildup of, of frustration that, that got me there. And then also realizing that, um, you know, and looking towards kind of other examples that that I was seeing that kind of, I, I know that from just a human level, this is the, the this is the behavior pattern that I have done so far, that is lazy, but there's so many people who, who are operating in a different way, and they are exercising regularly. So if we're literally the same creation, how come I struggle with this so much? How, what are the, what is the identity that I can adopt that can, that can allow me to start to do the types of daily behaviors that, that I want to be doing. So I think that identity and intention setting really plays a big role into pushing you past a current identity. Awesome. Thank you, sister, uh, for clearing that up. I wanted to um, ask another sister had a question. So I need to work out because I've been diagnosed and I'm going to totally mm. botch this up. You see it with hydranitis superstiva. I'm learning something mm. new due to sweat and chafing. I don't consider myself overweight, but I am having some skin issues now. Do you know anything about this condition? So I think when it comes to any specific medical condition, obviously we need to check with your doctor, see if there's anything, any particular, um, you know, kind of challenges. But what I do want to say in general is that um, there is always going to, so always everyone has these personal specific medical conditions. I have PCOS. I have really inflamed skin on occasion. And so um, we, first of all, we want to figure out and speak with your doctor in terms of figuring out how to make exercise fit in with the specific limitations that you have, knowing that exercise, eating healthier, your behavioral changes will positively impact essentially every single medical condition. You can exercise in a way you can treat your body healthfully in a way that will improve essentially every single condition that is out there. Because when we are treating our bodies better, our medical conditions improve. And then um, also not letting those be an excuse, right? And, and, or a barrier for us to, um, you know, not, not be treating our body with the respect it deserves. So for example, with a lot of skin conditions, um, you know, maybe there's irritating clothing that are, uh, that are, um, you know, coming up as an issue, or maybe it's um, whether sweat is a skin irritant. Um, I'm not familiar with this particular medical condition, but that's the case, knowing your own triggers, speaking with your doctor, what are the things that make your condition worse? What are the things that make your condition better? And saying, having a discussion with your doctor, I want to exercise, I want to be healthier. How can I make it work with this condition? With that mindset, I think that really we can work around most and, and, and all medical conditions, inshallah, um, because there's always a behavioral option that we can do to, to be healthier. That's so true. And I love that you talked about, um, even you're saying like the different barriers, like I know some women, they say, well, it's hard for me, like with the clothing. And I love that mm -hmm. you always promote that, like we can still dress properly and we could still like do what mm -hmm. we have to do. And I'm a very big proponent in that too. And so I just make sure that I buy like one or two really, really good pieces. And I make sure that yep. I 
you know, I make sure that it it works with my body and whatever. Like yeah. some women, I know that they want to do only cotton. Some can do spandexy type, like latexy mm-hmm. thing. Like it depends on your body. So you pick what's right with you. But in the end, I did want to also just say to women, don't feel bad that because you have hijab, like people are always going to look at you anyway. They're going to look at you if you have <laughs> your color hair like this, they're going to look like this. Like that's what people do. They comment all the time. So find what works for you find something comfortable and then find something again that works for like whatever condition and particular situation you have. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kareem, there are answers to every problem that we have. And whatever you have and what I have, alhamdulillah, it's for a reason and it's there and I'm sure we can work with it. I love your suggestion of going to the doctor and saying, how can I work with this? This isn't like yeah. stopping me, alhamdulillah. So I have one mm-hmm. last question. Maybe I'll just do one more, possibly two, and then we're going to wrap it up, guys. Um, we have to let Sister Amina go. And it said, um, mm-hmm. I had a question regarding working out regularly. Whenever I start even low intensity, my heart beats so fast and I can barely Mm. breathe. It really puts me off. I feel miserable and I eventually give up. So I love that honesty. Mm. What do you think? Yeah. So, um, when it comes to, uh, I'll say in general, like when we're starting to exercise, um, it's really important to scale the difficulty appropriately for, um, your current fitness level. So I, I, this is the, one of the biggest feedback that I hear from a lot of women who start doing like my five minute workout challenge that they find that, okay, I've been doing other workouts online that push me so hard to a level that I'm not yet comfortable to do. So um, that's why in all of my workouts, you'll find that I give beginner options for every single exercise. And I would definitely say get started with my five minute, um, five minute workout challenge, because there's, there's a really good range of of options there. So whether you're a beginner or advanced, you know, you'll, you'll be able to benefit and and get an extra workout that's at your level. So when we're taught, so, you know, typically this, this sounds to me like the, the workouts might be just um, a little bit too challenging that that we're doing and we want to start off really nice and slowly so um, scaling down the difficulty of course if there's you know something that is is super concerning talk to your doctor about it that's what your doctor's there for mentioning it you know it's always helpful to um, you know get their opinion and get their feedback because they're aware of your specific medical conditions as well um, and essentially um, you know we want to be able to gain their advice to to just empower ourselves to know more in the workouts so maybe this is like okay my heart rate heart is racing maybe your doc will say, that's okay. You know, you're okay. As you keep exercising, your your heart's going to get stronger and you're going to be, feel more confident in the workouts. Then you're going to feel confident in the workouts. So, um, you know, definitely liaise with your doctor, um, and scale the workouts, uh, and, and do a workout plan that, that gives you options, um, that, that are suitable for you. Okay. So we had like, you know, at the end when everything starts getting warmed up, then everybody starts like flaring all the questions in, but I'm going to try <laughs> to combine the last two. I'm sorry. I'm giving anybody as many chances as possible. Um, so it's kind of one is around consistency and maybe mm-hmm. you can like mesh them together somehow, like consistency and day versus evening. So like how, so one sister saying like, how did you, when you first were struggling with consistency, obviously mm-hmm. now it's something that you do regularly, but like when you're first struggling with it, mm-hmm. how are you able to make it work? And then the second is, is there really a difference between between evening and morning routines in terms of like what works best. I have my own feeling, but I'm sure you've experienced that question a lot. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to consistency, when you're first starting out, I think 
accountability is the most critical thing that you can build in. So this is where it's really helpful to have a fitness community so that you're, you know, you're able to connect with other women who are doing the same thing and also feel that there is someone who is making sure you're doing your workouts. So what we do in our bootcamp, for example, is we have an amazing ladies group who are keeping each other on track. We tick off your workouts on our workout score sheet. You know, there's this sense of feeling the progression and, and having benchmarks that you know other people are going to be checking into. So that's external accountability. So having a fitness community that keeps you on track. Um, and again, that can be like virtual in our bootcamp, or it could be women who you're connecting with uh, personally, um, who, who you're, you're going to be keeping on track with. Accountability helps a lot because for especially many Muslim women, we find that we can do everything for everyone else. But when it comes to ourselves, we fall off track. So having other people who are keeping you accountable is super helpful. There's also internal account internal accountability, right? So keeping track of things is the way for us to stay consistent. Um, you know, whether that's something like your Apple watch rings that you're aiming on filling. So, um, you know, or, uh, on your Fitbit, reaching a daily step goal. So having just metrics of tracking is helpful. Um, just so you can see that progress building, but, uh, again, some sort of accountability, whether that's with your spouse, even, um, again, another external accountability, example where you both check in with each other have you done your daily workout you could do it with your mom with your sister someone so I, I think that having that accountability really helps kind of push past that so like getting started early on I definitely I'm connected with different women who are who are going to be keeping me on track or who are going to work out with me or family members who were who are able to um, you know just make me feel that additional sense of accountability um, and again obviously having a fitness coach helps a lot with that um, and then, so the second question about uh, consistency was about routines. So I'm a big believer that you need to work out in the time that is most practical for your schedule. Maybe morning routines work for some people, maybe evening routines work for others. And what's most important when it comes to exercise, you need to experiment with different times in your day to find what works best for you. And I really like to encourage people to have a plan A and a plan B time, at least, at least two. So that's where for me, my plan A time is in the morning when I wake up because it just really energizes my body for the rest of the day. Uh, you know, I, I find that I often procrastinate. By the way, I was about to say I'm a procrastinator in the morning, but I chose to not use that identity statement because I'm working on saying, I tend to find myself procrastinating in the morning. So that's a time when I work out then, like I find that I'm not really, uh, you know, uh, impacting my productivity. So that's my plan A time. But if it's a really busy day and I'm, you know, haven't gone into that yet, my plan B time is in the evening at like eight o'clock. So I know that if I haven't gotten to plan A time, that doesn't mean my workout's not happening today. It gives me the mental assurance that I have another workout time that I'm going to do at plan B. So um, I always say what's most practical for your schedule is the best time for you to work out. Um, obviously, when it comes to creating solid morning and evening routines, that's super important for your day's structure and your mental health and all of that. But um, your exercise time needs to be when it's most practical for your schedule. Jazakumallahu khairan. And I think we could probably go on with you like all night, but we have to let you go. And um, again, if you guys haven't already, don't forget you have the PDF for the sister. Um, inshallah, bismillah ta'ala. Like I said, at the bottom of it, she has her links in terms of how you can, um, you know, get, get a hold of her and all her different things that she, I think you have your, um, your, your, the five minute one that you have there will also take them to the other stuff that you have. Is that how it works? Um, yeah. So the five minute, my five minute workouts are a great place to start. So that's like the link is in the PDF. Also, it's just amanafitness.com slash reset. 
It's a five-day, five-minute um, workout challenge. So definitely, if you want to start with fitness in the new year, get started with that. It's a perfect way to really um, make your health super manageable. And um, yeah, if you want to connect with me, um, definitely just send me a DM, DM on Instagram. That would be um, a great way. You know, definitely share me your struggles and I'm happy to help. And thank you, sisters, so much for joining us. And um, like you guys have seen in the chat, we put the PDF and we have a bunch of other free things that are coming up. So we put all the links in as I close, they're all going to close. So I wanted to just make sure you uh, you got a hold of those. But um, again, sister Amina, we're so, so glad that we could have you here at the beginning of the year so we can get ourselves focused. And inshallah, we look forward to looking at more of your stuff through Instagram and YouTube and everything else. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I just wanted to say may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward every single sister that made the intention. That was the first thing sister Amina says, the intention to come here, make a focus on you this year. And I know so many of us have so many things that we want to work on and definitely starting with us, between us and Alyssa Penna and our body and our health really, really affects, like Sister Amina said, all the other relationships that we have all year round. So Jazakumallahu Khairan for helping us to focus on those things that really matter so that we can continuously help all the other people that are really, really important to us in all the different facets of our life. So Jazakumallahu Khairan. you're doing such amazing work and um, it was an honor to have this chat today. Alhamdulillah. And last thing I'll say is, Sister um, Amina mentioned that like being part of a group and a community is really important. I know it is really hard in this time. So definitely check out her stuff where she does all her group stuff. And at the same time, if outside of fitness, if it's stuff like parenting or marriage or anything else, I put the links in there on Thrive Muslima. All we do is community. And I think in times where we feel like we're lacking motivation, support, and we just really need another sister who understands us and is in like the same journey, I think we are underestimating community and the importance of coming together. So thank you for coming together, sisters. And inshallah, business ta'ala, if you want to catch the replay, some sisters are asking. So if you're a Thrive member, the replay will be inside of the video area. We replay everything. We have all the videos for all the women. And for everyone else, it will be on the podcast January 11th. Look out for the replay so you could share it with your friends and anyone else who could benefit, inshallah, business ta'ala. All right. Thank you so much, sisters. Have an amazing uh, evening. And I'll talk to you in the next one, inshallah, business ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum. Thank <laughs> you.